Hello and welcome to Financial Education Information. My name is Warren Shute and today, how to get ahead with your money matters. Okay, okay, okay. How do you get ahead with your money matters? Um... The funny thing is life is I think we do things we enjoy, particularly when we're not getting paid for it, right? So we come out of work and it's unlikely you're going to go and work out if you don't enjoy working out. If you don't enjoy going for a run, you're unlikely you're going to go for a run unless the desire, the, the reward is so much greater than the pain. And I find this with money. People generally don't willingly look at their money, particularly when they're in a bad money position, they're in lots of debt perhaps, or they haven't got much money coming in, or they feel in a mess, they'd much rather push it to one side, out of sight, out of mind. I find this again and again, and what I do when I am faced with something that I don't enjoy doing, is I try and make the situation, the event, far more enjoyable. If I make it more enjoyable, I'm more likely to do it. Now, I need to say, I enjoy doing money things and ironically I have to weigh myself weighed myself in to prevent myself looking at things and playing around a bit too much because money's just the oil that allows the engine to go through and I don't want you to become obsessed with it but I want you to be in control of it. If you contrast with how you feel about something you don't like with something you do like, let's say something you do enjoy doing, meet up with your friends, going out, you might like going to a fitness class you might like going to watch a movie whatever it might be might be going to play golf how do you feel about that relative to how do you feel about the other thing let's say it's finances that you don't like hence you're on this podcast or youtube channel right now trying to learn how to improve your finances compare it to something that you do like what's the differences in yourself you start thinking about things you do like you most likely to see it as a moving image. You're supposed to more likely to be color. There might be sort of vi uh, sounds in it. And what I'm talking about here is the images you'll make inside yourself. Um, you might get a bit more sort of lighter, upbeat in your body, more excited about it. Contrast that to your finances, where depending on how stream it is, it could be a still image, it could be dark, black and white. It could be smaller in size. It could be down the bottom left-hand corner, for example, as opposed to how you were feeling before you might feel a bit more down it don't isn't that interesting as all when you say oh you're feeling down today and people look down when they're feeling down so one thing you can do is change your physiology so when you think about money just think about the same things but just look up and see up and then maybe move the image to the same situation that or positioning with the previous image was in so if you've got the good image something you do enjoy doing put that in the same sort of position make it brighter make it color um, play some nice music in there in your mind and see how you feel inside yourself and see if those sub-modalities, as they're called, those um, slight nuances, those changes, change the way you feel about things because it's all your interpretation. It's all down to your interpretation. So first thing I do when I'm faced with a um, event project that I'm not keen on doing is I change how I feel about it. So I change what we refer to as your sub-modality. So I think it's something I really enjoy doing for me, it's hanging out with my friends or going to play golf or just being outside. So I think of that, okay, because I get the image of that. Then I think about the thing that I don't want to do. Let's use the example of money. And for me, it's like, okay, the thing I don't want to do is so I bring it up. I bring up the image so it's in a similar sort of position. I make it color, make it bigger, make it moving around. I play some good music in there. 
I'm involved with the situation. I feel lighter. I'm looking up and it's positioned in the same place. Now, that is, I don't know, a couple of minutes of um, submodality training. Okay, so you're not going to master it in one go. If you want to know more about it, maybe I can do a whole session on it. But really, it's just about changing how you feel. And you can very simply do that by changing your physiology, the way you breathe, the way you hold your head. But also, you can change the way you're around yourself. So, for example, you can put, if you're doing your money, put yourself in the, the room that you enjoy the most. So, if you like light and you've got a light, light bedroom with windows and stuff, go into that bedroom where you go into your conservatory. Make sure the area is tidy. Maybe make yourself a nice drink and make yourself comfortable. What I suggest is that you um, schedule time in your diary to do this regularly. Okay, so you're getting into a habit, you're building a habit. Now, the first thing is to schedule a time when it's most likely to occur. So, for example, if you start scheduling it on a Friday night or a Saturday, the probability is over time, vent's going to come in and you're not going to stick to it. So why don't you schedule it at a time when you know that you're most likely, not always because life gets in the way, but you're most likely going to be able to stick with it. Now, that might be a, Saturday, a Sunday afternoon, for example. It might be a Monday after work. Or it might be first thing in the morning. You might want to be an early riser, get up first thing in the morning, an hour or two early, and hit the books and do the finances then. Whenever works for you. So what we're trying to do here is set yourself up for success. So we're not going against the grain. We're going against the tide. We're allowing the tide to take us, but we're just making sure we've got our sails pointed in the right direction. So the wind catches it, we're going to go in the right way. Okay, so choose a time and schedule it in, in your diary, an appointment made by you, with you. It's the most important time in there. Um, and I'd probably say monthly. What you want to do is you want to start saying, okay, what am I going to do in these meetings with myself? What am I going to do when I sit down? So you've got some kind of context. Now, I always find if there, I've got a project to do that I don't enjoy doing, if I set myself a time limit, I'm more likely to play full out and go for it. Whereas if I think I'm going to do this until that job's done, well, sometimes that can keep getting pushed back, can't it? Because you make excuses of getting up and making cups of tea or, or going onto social media or taking that phone call, dropping that text or whatever your thing might be. So if you set yourself up so you give yourself a time frame, let's say you're going to allow yourself one hour. If you've got one hour and you've got one hour to get this project done, you're much more likely to play full out because you know that, okay, well, I've only got an hour to go and an hour's going to go very, very quickly. So schedule these times in the diary, maybe every fortnight, maybe every week if you're a real high achiever, or maybe every month, but certainly no less than monthly, um, and I probably wouldn't go more frequently and weekly, and set yourself a time limit, maybe one hour, maybe two hours, depending on how much you feel you can commit. And then start putting things into there, so into the schedule, so you know what you're going to cover. So the first session, for example, the first session you might say, um, okay, I'm going to sort out my bank account system. So I'm going to sort out the bank account system, which means you're going to set up your different accounts. So in one session, which you might say you're going to give yourself an hour and a half, I'm going to pick the middle figure, an hour and a half, 90 minutes, one session, you're going to um, go online, you're going to make sure you've got your different bank accounts, you've got your bills account, your current account where your wages and stuff goes into, um, and your WAM account and a savings account. You've got these accounts set up. If you want to know more about the bank account system, have a look on my website, warrenshoot.com. Search for bank account system. There's lots of free blogs on there. Now, look on the YouTube channel for the bank account system. There'll be lots of um, videos on there as well. And it's also covered in my book, The Money Plan. But in essence, it's a system that I set up to help people 
uh, regain control over their miscellaneous spending. I think that was the best um, sort of analogy or example I can give. It's not really a way that you do anything else other than retain control over your spending, miscellaneous spending, because we can all account for our direct debits. It's all that slippages that slip in um, that we can't account for. You know, the extra coffee we buy, the newspaper, the parking, the all sorts of things that we buy and we forget about. So set the bank account system up. That would be one session, okay? Um, assuming you have a bank, because obviously it might take a bit longer if you don't have a bank. But if you've got a bank already, opening up other accounts and things is one session. You might want to um, inform your um, company to pay your salary into a different bank. You might need to move some of your direct debits over, and you might have some carry-on action. So that would be your session for this fortnight, for example. But next week, you might just check in to make sure everything's been done. That might just be a 10-minute or a half-an-hour session. And then the second session could be to review your bills account. So rather than doing all this in one go, you say, okay, in a fortnight's time, I'm gonna sit down and all I'm gonna do is look at my bills account and I'm gonna ask myself on every single transaction that's gone through, do I need this? Do I want this? Can I get a similar experience for less? And all you're doing is you're trying to reduce your committed monthly outgoings by as much as possible. Because bear in mind, what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to live on the breadline if you don't need to, and I don't want you to be a miser or uh, too frugal, but if you can spend half the amount of money you are but getting a similar experience, then why don't you? And a great example is TV. So traditionally, people would have the uh, Virgin Media or the Sky packages or the cable packages, I should say, and they could cost, I've seen some people pay over £100 a month for them. Now, if that's you, forgive me, but that's a lot to me, okay? You might get great value from it. To me, I'm looking back thinking, wow. Um, whereas but nowadays you can get Netflix and FreeSat and you've got you know, a good package there. So if you're on a budget, you've got a good package there for, say, less than £10 a month. Now, you might want to add on sports and things like that so it starts creeping out. But you're still, in my view, way under £100 a month. And with the likes of Amazon Prime and such, like you can do pay-as-you-view films. So rather than having all the films there, when you're paying for them if you're not there at all, with Amazon, you kind of just pay for the films as and when you're going to listen, uh, watch them. So there's different ideas here. What I'm trying to do is not make you become frugal and not make you become tight. and not. In, I want you to ensure you live life to the full, okay? Um, my motto this year is you're never going to be this young again. So enjoy life. But enjoying life doesn't mean spending frivolously and paying things you don't really need. Because what I want to do is I want to redirect that money into other things, whether it be investment or holidays or other things that you really enjoy. Your third session could be about maximizing your income. Okay, so there's no secret to creating wealth. Increase cash inflows, reduce cash outflows, and improve investment returns. That's the three variables we've got. Okay, so we've looked at reducing cash outflows, minimizing um, our uh, committed expenses, having the bank account system in place, and now we're looking at cash inflows. How can I improve the money coming into my family? So this is on session three. So you're either six weeks in or three months in, depending on whether you're doing it fortnightly or monthly. And looking at cash inflows, you're gonna look at things like, okay, well, what would need to happen for me to get a pay rise? What would happen for me to get a promotion? What would need to happen for me to go for a brand new job? That's on your current employment. Can I get a side hustle, a second job? So maybe a part-time job, can I start selling stuff from home? Can I start doing, so if you're a consultant, can you start selling your services online elsewhere? Assuming your employment contract allows you to do so, don't start breaking contracts, you know, speak to your boss beforehand. Um, there's so many 
additional services and ways now that you can actually do additional work without um, going out and getting a committed full-time job. So, you know, I appreciate some people will be listening, they'll be in certain pay bands and they won't be able to get pay rises and promotions might in in involve um, learning something. So you might say, okay, well, I'm going to take a project this year and I'm going to learn a new skill set so that I can then take the promotion. But you need to ask, you need to ask your boss, your HR department and say, what would need to happen in order for me to earn X? Or what would it happen in order for me to get the promotion and go and do Y? I want to go and do this job. I need to earn more money because I need to do this. What would need to happen if you stay within our company, but go and do this? And they'll tell you. And then you go off and you need to do that. Um, and then you can go back and work on it. So you've got the promotion, pay rise, that kind of thing. You've got the side hustle, whether you're selling things on eBay, online, or Facebook Marketplace, um, Amazon, wherever it might be. There's loads of stuff available to that. Um, and if you're on benefits or you think you could be entitled to benefits, what about looking to see if you're getting as much as you can? So there's a great site called entitled2.co.uk. You can go on to entitled2, key your information in, and that will come up with a list of benefits that you are or you could be entitled to. Okay. So the purpose of this podcast here was really to say to you, hey, look, you've got a whole raft of things that you could be doing with yourself financially. But you know, it's overwhelming when I look at it as an entirety. So what do I do? Okay, so I break it down. I first of all, put some structure in place. So I say, okay, how often am I going to meet? How long am I going to meet for? Okay. Um, and if it were me doing it, I'd probably say, let's do it fortnightly and have a, a, let's do it weekly. So hour and a half session, one week, second week, maybe a half an hour session just to check in and top up and make sure those actions were done. So meeting every week, but the every, every other week is just going to be a very short check-in session. Um, write the actions down, make sure you commit to them, put them in place and gradually over time, you'll see yourself progressing and improving. All of a sudden, you'll have more control over your finances. All of a sudden, you'd have actually started that savings account that you've been promising yourself. You've opened up your premium bonds and you start depositing your first £100, for example, and you start seeing that build up. Then eventually, you'll start investing, putting yourself in the driver's seat. As the saying goes, how do you eat an elephant? One mouthful at a time. You know, Don't look at the whole picture. Just break it down and just choose one thing at a time. I hope this has been helpful. Hope it's been interesting. Please leave any comments or message me if I can help in any other way. Um, my name's Warren Shu, and this has been Financial Education for the Nation. If you haven't yet subscribed to my channel, please do so. There's a great number of back issues to go through. And remember, what makes us different on your financial journey is the support with access to downloads and templates on warrenshu.com, the YouTube videos and podcasts, as well as access to me, a multi-award winning certified financial planner and certified international coach. So please do engage and let's get your finances sorted together. <music>